0: Well, good seeing you on Easter Sunday morning. Is it good to be seen? All right, tell your neighbor that. Say, man, it's so good. You look good. You look good. You look good. If that's your spouse, you're supposed to say, you look good. All the guys jumped in on that one right there. For sure. Well, also, also the Wondrous One song is so theologically potent. You know, I, I, I love good theology in our worship songs, and so that's just kind of my screen. It just comes naturally. I don't try and pick it apart, but I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's in the Word. Oh, yeah, you know, so it just helps me with my worship. Anyone like that? Like, weird like me, like that? All right, so, so I appreciate it. These guys, man, are, are, are doing such a wonderful job. Can't wait for the album to come out. And uh, you know, vinyl's making its way back. I'm serious. How many people you know? I'm talking about. Remember our 1960s, 70s vinyl? Yeah, I used to have white marks, man, in my record because I would play it so much. You know, so on my Kenwood player. You know, what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I'm a little. You know, some of you may had a Pioneer. Some of you had Kenwood. Some of you had eight track. So, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about about. Jesus. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the resurrection. And uh, I, you know on, on Easter Sunday, it's okay if I just be candid, because I'm pretty candid. I try and be candid. On Easter Sunday, there's a part of me that just wants to celebrate, and I do celebrate, and there's a part of me that gets a little rowdy at the same time. And um, it kind of came out a little bit... Uh, a few minutes ago, when it, we were closing worship, and you know, I, I don't make any apologies. Something's pulling right here. Hang on for a second. I have this thing wrapped up weird, kind of weird this time around. So if you, forgive me if if it uh, does. This sound okay? Okay. I promise not to touch it. I don't. I promise. So I get a little rowdy. I get. There's there's two sides of the coin for me. I, I celebrate the goodness of the Lord, and um, but. Um, I, I don't feel like believers need to make apologies for anything, especially in light of what Jesus did. And uh, I got a little rowdy when I was talking a little bit about the systems of this world and how uh, they, they continue to tell us that, you know, Jesus was just a good teacher. He was, he was a good man. He was, uh, you know, he had a following, but that's where they leave it. And I get a little rowdy because I know what he did for me. Amen. And I know that he's God. And I know that he's alive. Yeah. And we have to <laughs> embrace the theology. Amen. We have to embrace the <laughs> theology that, that Jesus was fully God. Jesus is fully God and fully man. Amen. Amen. And that uh, he took care of everything on the cross. And it's by grace, through faith, that we receive the Lord Jesus into our heart and i I, I wasn't raised in the church um, I, I was I didn't find the Lord until I was 16 and so I know what it you know some of you and my kids it, you know the first words were mommy daddy Jesus you know like they were raised in the culture and uh, and that's a that's the that's the greatest testimony right and uh but for me I, I didn't find the Lord until I was I was 16, and I just I continue to to uh, find Jesus, like I find him, but I continue to find him in new ways uh, as I get older. And now that I'm in my late 40s, when I'm in my now older than that, um, I, I I continue to marvel at what who God is and i continue to find out more about the lord um as i get into my latter years i'll just say that how's that getting into my latter years and so um and so there's typically um you know an an easter message and i think it that's good because it serves as a reminder and um but i just want to let you know that it's easter every day and we celebrate it today um we like Everyone on the globe cel- celebrates it today, but the truth is, is that he's risen, and he's risen t- tomorrow, and he's risen Tuesday, and he's, he's, he's alive, and there was, there was never a time he wasn't, and he, even when he was in the tomb, he was on his way through the gates of Hades. And he grabbed the keys. And he made a public spectacle of the enemy. And then he rose from the grave. So Jesus took care of business. (laughs) Amen, huh? (laughs) I'll receive that amen. Amen. So today what I want to do is I want to, I want to talk a little bit about his death, I want to talk a little bit about his resurrection, but where I want to end up is actually going after what he paid for. And I've been, I've been in that mode for the last three or four years. You know, I, I love, I love uh, Easter productions. We did those. We had some great times doing those Easter productions. And uh, funny times, really funny, funny times, uh, doing those Easter productions, and, and, and they're wonderful. But I, was, I was just started thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about Ecclesia, I'm thinking about the ruling council, I'm thinking about the works, uh, destroying the works of darkness, I'm, I'm thinking about where we're, where we're placed, where Jesus has placed us, so why don't we just go after what he paid for? Like, why don't we go after healing today on Easter? why don't we go after uh, miracles on Easter Sunday? Like, that should be the greatest day where we see the most miracles in all of our services throughout the nation is Easter Sunday. Not just another message on Easter, which is amazing. I'm not saying that that's wrong. We want to see people get saved, right? That's another miracle, totally. But man, I want to see people, you know, out of wheelchairs and Cancer healed, and disorders taken care of. People's hope is made new, and and people like being totally set free when they walk out on Easter Sunday and every Sunday. Are you guys with me? Okay. So what I want to what I want to do is I just want to roll through this, and and then I want to we're gonna we're gonna we don't know how we're gonna do the end of it yet. We kind of have an idea. But we're going to have words of knowledge. We have our staff and our t- some of the other teams they are going to come up. They're going to release words of knowledge over you. And if that's you, we just want you to stand up. We want to pray for you. All right? Does everybody understand? Does the majority of people know about the gifts of the Spirit? Yes. Say amen. Yes. All right. Words of knowledge is a piece of knowledge from heaven that's given to, to people on earth and is to actually uh, be released to for the Lord to lovingly... lovingly um, point you out and say, I got something for you. I got have a gift. And that gift could be miracles, signs and wonders, and healing. It's from heaven to earth for you. Amen. Do you want to receive that? Yes. All right. Do you want to get free of your medications? Yes. <laughs> those doctor bills, you're going to get free of those? Yes. All those trips to the pharmacy, get free of those? Yes. All right. We can believe God for that. All right. Let me, just, let me just say, let me just kind of outline this a little bit. Um, we need to be reminded that uh, Christ's death was voluntary. We need to be reminded that his death was vital and his death was violent, but his resurrection was glorious. And so let me just go ahead and jump in. I'm going to be all over the scriptures today, so if you want to try and follow me, you can. But, uh, but if you just want to write the scripture references down... Totally. You can totally do that as well. So we need to be reminded uh, that Christ's death is voluntary. Um, he was under no obligation to go to the cross. He did it out of love. He did it for love. What we need to be reminded of is that God didn't create us as robots. He gave us free will. He gave us free will because... He gave us the ability to love, and love can only operate in a place where there's total freedom. You see, you and I can make people, we would hopefully would never do this, but it's conceivable, maybe more in the Middle Eastern countries, you can make people do a number of things. You can force people to do a number of things, but you can never make somebody love you. Love is an act that comes out of a, of, a, of a will, a free will that God's given us. And the reason why God's chosen to do that is because He not only loves us, He wants, to, he wants us to uh, experience that love, but He also wants us to freely love Him. So there's no greater joy... I believe there's no greater joy in the heart of God than to be loved by his creation. Which tells tells me another thing, is that the only way I can love is that he's given me the ability to love, and so he actually has made us in his image and his likeness, with the capacity to relate to God. In other words, God's wired into the animal kingdom something we call uh, instinct. Mm -hmm. So birds do birdy things. Butterflies do butterfly-y things. Fish do fishy things. (laughs) Because he's wired it in. He's hardwired it into creation. But with man, he changed the story just a little bit. He's given us free will. That makes us special. That separates us. We're not a product of evolution. Amen. That's right. That's right. So that's why when we get saved, we have this relationship with Jesus. Our spirits unite, and we become one with God. And then from that point on, throughout eternity, we get to know God. I felt like this morning, if I, could, if I could just get a rope and stretch it from this corner of the room all the way to that corner of the room, I actually entertained the idea. I'm thinking, where's a rope? And then I knew we didn't have one that long. But if we were to stretch it out all the way there and I were to walk in this corner and I held out my arms about this much, remember the rope's going all the way over here. This is how much time we have on earth. But that rope is endless, and that's called eternity. In fact, I can even say about this much is on earth, and the rest is eternity. Because there's no measurement. You can't measure forever. And if God is omniscient, omnipresent, all the omnis, all knowing, he's completely other than, then we'll have all eternity to be blown out by God. Blown out means the revelation of God will keep coming. Can you imagine that? Let me ask you a question. Why then? Do the living creatures continually say, Holy, holy, holy? Is the Lord God Almighty? Is it because God has a big ego? No. It's because they keep getting blasted by revelation. You see, worship is a response. It's an act of our will, but it's also a response. We become the sacrifice, right? Worship. Worship is recognizing who he is, his value, his worth So the living creatures are receiving revelation, and the only response to that revelation is holy, 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 completely other than. Now, I don't, know if there's, I don't know if there's breaks in the action. I, I think there is. I think they, the revelation comes, their response is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then I don't know how long the gap is. But they get hit again. And the response is, you're completely other than. Do you realize what's waiting for us? Now, we're not going to just be around them. We're going, to be rule, we're going to rule and reign with Jesus. Can we say amen to that? Amen. We're the ruling council, right? We're the ecclesia. We rule and reign with him. But it's coming out of a place of revelation and being intimate and totally in awe of the God who is, was, is, and forever, will be forever. You get to experience the Lord now. Someone told me once, you got so many good things going on in your life, let your face show it. And I think for some believers, we just need to let our face match the revelation of who Jesus is. In fact, you can smile at the person next to you. Let the, let the glory be on your face, right? So we know that Jesus came voluntarily. In other words, he wasn't wasn't forced into action. For God so loved, he gave. What did he give himself? I want you to think about that for just 10 seconds. So here comes Jesus, Philippians says he emptied himself, became a man, took on flesh, and he lived in dependence, in deep, not independent, in dependence on the Father. So whatever he saw the Father do, he did. And so we talk a lot about justice today, we talk a lot about, we read a lot about justice, we... We talk a lot about the issues that are taking place in our day, and there's a number of things that there was, no, there was nobody who was more treated more unjustly than Jesus himself. So, if you didn't know, in Isaiah 52, 14, these are some of the verses just to make it legal, as many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human <coughs> resemblance and his form beyond that of, of the children of mankind. In other words, when mankind got done with Jesus, you couldn't even recognize him. So even Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, still does not do it justice, as bloody as that is. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken. <clears throat> smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we're healed. I think that the, uh, the New Living Translation says, he was whipped and we are healed. Jesus, the God man, was whipped by man. That's called humility. He was falsely accused. He had a mock trial. The scripture says he was punched out. That's an old terminology. That means he was, fist flew into his body and into his face. His beard was pulled out. He was spit upon. He was whipped with a cat of nine tails. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a leather whip with nine tails coming out, and they would put uh, blood and uh, metal Thirty-nine lashes. So when he hit his back, the metal would grab the flesh and pull it out. He was stripped naked. They laid him on a rough wooden cross, and they suspended him. And so, as you know, the cross was probably the, the most painful, gruesome form of Capital punishment. So, you have to get this picture of a person, because there's a resurrection. I'm going to get to that in a moment, all right? But I want you. To, I just want you to get. A, I just want you to get a picture that, according to Isaiah, you couldn't even recognize him on the cross. And the only way he can breathe is push up on the wooden beams. It's the only way he can breathe because he was nailed. There wasn't, there, there wasn't a, a wooden post underneath it. So the only way he could actually even speak is to push up on that cross so he can get air into, his, into the cavity here and so he could release something. And that's when he says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's with that final push that he says, it's finished. Father, Father turns before that final push. The wrath of God comes on him. We don't see it. What we're seeing, we're seeing things in the we're seeing things in the in the flesh. His body being marred and false accusations. Totally, all of hell break loose on Jesus. Can you imagine? Because it was prophesied from Genesis all the way up to the book of Matthew, all the way up, for that long, there's, there's going to be someone who's going to crush your head, according to the Genesis. Remember what the, 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 the promise was? You might have crushed it, but they're going to crush you. So all that while, all that while, the enemy's trying to take out the seed. That's why the Old Testament's so bloody. So here he is, the Son of God. All hell broke loose on Jesus. So there was physical pain. The physical pain he endured, we just talked about. The emotional pain Jesus endured. What was the emotion? An absolute broken heart. Ever been betrayed? Ever been rejected? Ever had someone tell you that they love you and they walk out? Jesus knows all about it. He experienced every he experienced those emotions. You could talk to him about it. He's been there. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And not only that, the spiritual pain that he endured because when he became sin and the turning away from the Father, the wrath of God was taken out on Jesus, like I said earlier, so it wouldn't be taken out on us. When people go, uh, when people die and they don't know Jesus, then there is eternal punishment but it's because they resisted the love of God. They resisted the grace of God. They resisted the invitation of God. I believe that there's a constant, there's a constant, uh, I want to say the word push, but there's this constant uh, push. Can't think of another one. It's just this constant reach of the Father toward a rebellious generation. Now, the church tends to ride off the world, but Jesus never does. He loves the world. We get angry at the systems, and that could be a righteous anger, but that anger should bring us to a greater sense of evangelism to reach people who don't know Jesus. It's because they don't know Jesus. So there's this, there's this, this reach, there's this reach, there's this reach, there's this reach, and the Lord, will even, the Lord will even put it on people's heart to pray in the Spirit in another nation for you and for you and for you. And then we resist, we resist, we resist, we resist, we resist, and our time's up. And we go into a Christless eternity. It's never because God's love wasn't reaching out for you. It's because you are continually resistant. But it's by grace that we've been saved through faith. And I hope everybody in this room said yes, not to religion, but to Jesus. Not to a church, but to Jesus. Not to a doctrine, but to Jesus. I don't ever have to apologize for what Jesus did. He bore it all that makes sense? So his death was vital because it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, oh my. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Man, that verse will keep you that, that verse will feed you for years. So not only not only, for our sake, He made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Christ we might become righteous. That we be- may become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? That means there was a great exchange. Man, we don't even know how saved we are. If we get, I could, not, if we just got more revelation on what the cross did, I'd, I would say, I, I would. Ca- I I could stand up here and say that I don't know if we'd ever have another day of depression if we only had the revelation. What does this mean? That means we've moved under the atoning work of Jesus. His blood will never lose its power. Power. What does that mean? That means we are we become the righteousness of God because we are declared righteous not on my own merit but on Christ's merit. What do you mean? It means this is why the gospel is good news. It means as dark as I was as un as wicked as I was, if I can say that, the the complete opposite just took place. I was unrighteous here. Here, I'm righteous. But you don't know, Lord, all the things that I think. You don't know all, that doesn't really matter because I'm declared righteous. What does that mean? That means just the love of God that draws us it's like you would love me if I set myself up to your holy standard, you would still love me. You still love me. Because what we do, because the nature of humanity is when we do something wrong, eventually we have to, we almost reach for punishment somewhere. It's part of our It's part of our DNA. Someone, please find out what I'm doing. I know it's wrong. And I'm telling you, you're standing in front of a holy God, not full of shame, because it's not based on your merit anyway. It's based on his. When you said yes, there was a great exchange. the example of what we see in the Old Testament. Your clothes were filthy and they were ragged. Now they're bright. Because by the grace of God, you said yes. That we might become the righteousness of God. He died as the payment so we can be rescued. He died as the payment so we can be redeemed. See, he already paid the price. You're not just bailed out, you're free. There's not another trial. our measurement before the Lord in the New Testament is what did you do with my son? It has nothing to do with you going to heaven or hell at that point. Remember, you guys know, right? There's wood, hay, and stuff, you know, like that one? There's accountability with what we did with Jesus. But we stand righteous. He declares us righteous. Ah, just break all that, just all that depression off of you, if you have it, just put your shoulders back, not arrogantly, and say, Father, I stand before you righteous. Isn't that a good feeling? Well, I don't feel righteous. Your feelings have nothing to do with anything that's legal. Can I say feelings are not legal when it comes to... You know what I'm talking about. Justification... I have no idea where I'm going with this, but I'm going to land a plane somewhere. Justification is a legal act. Justification is the gavel... Hitting the piece of wood, it's a legal action that is that simply says, just as if I never sinned. That's where the believer stands. Well, I don't feel like it, too bad. You are justified. So the devil could be accusing you, because he's the accuser of the... He's accusing you. And the Lord is your, whatever that person is, defense, something. He says, I took care of that. His name is in the book. He's been justified. That means it's been a legal action not based on anyone's emotion. So whether you feel like it or not doesn't change the bottom line. Right. And this is what Jesus went to the cross for. So we could become the righteousness of God. Folks, it's already settled in heaven. The court has already met. The decision's already made. And not only that, now the scripture says we are sanctified. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's after justified. (laughs) What does that mean? Sanctified means set apart. So boom, you've been justified and now you're set apart. Oh, how's that happen? The Spirit of God dwells in you. Amen. Now you have power. The power of sin is broken. That's right. The power of sin is broken. And now we are become. Now we are sanctified. We are set apart. I am saved. Say amen. I mean that I'm saved. Say amen. That we're all saved. Praise God the pastor is saved, you know. (laughs) I'm saved, but I'm being saved. I'm saved under what? Under the image of Jesus. I'm saved unto becoming more Christ-like. Spirit of God is in me. The most miserable people on the planet... Those who know Jesus and they're trying to live in the world. They know just a much, just, a, just enough about Jesus and they're you know converted, but they're trying to go over here, and you know what? They are miserable. They live with guilt, they live with shame, they live with they think that they're missing out over here, and they're you know they're reaching over here, and over here is just death. That's why I say sin is insanity. It hasn't worked for anybody yet. And it's not going to work for you. Do we need another murder? Do we need another killing? Do we need another abuse situation? Do we need all this stuff to convince us it doesn't work? It doesn't work because we're not created to sin. We're created for God's glory. Well, it's, it's natural to sin. No, it's not. It's not. So now there's a problem in the universe or on earth Jesus comes voluntarily he suffers a violent death it's vital in the sense of now we stand we're we're in this we're in this place now there's this moment in history the son of man's dead Can you imagine? Use your imagination for a moment. Everything leading up, everything leading up to 33 A.D. All hell goes on Jesus. Father turns. Jesus says it's finished. There's the moment. Ever thought about what happened? What happened right there? Did the did the enemy say, let's throw a party? Did Jesus descend instantly? Because it says he did. As soon as as his final breath was over, (gasps) that's it. was that at that moment I thought it was, I think it's pretty instant personally I think Jesus rattled some cages <laughs> uh, you're talking about the, the eternal one the opposite of Jesus is not the devil the opposite of the devil is Michael the archangel Jesus has no opposite. Jesus has no equal. Jesus just, there's, 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 do you understand what I'm trying to, (laughs) we keep, I mean, it's natural to read the New Testament and think of, okay, the opposite of Jesus is Satan. No. Satan's a fallen angel. That's all he is. You're talking about the uncreated, talking with what is created. Jesus is glorified. Devil's not even in the picture. And he lives in you. Oh, come on. We need a revelation. That's why it says throughout the Word, no weapon formed against you prospers. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well the the resurrection, let's just wrap it up here. You guys alright? Yes. So the bodily resurrection of Jesus affirms and proves his divine nature. Muhammad's body's in the grave. Joseph Smith's body in the grave. Buddha. Body is in the grave, but not Jesus. The body and resurrection serves as the basis of the Christian faith. Even Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 14. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. That's why it's. That's why it's. There's a strong movement, and there'll always be a strong movement to discredit the resurrection, because the enemy knows that it's the cornerstone of our faith. So if I kick the cornerstone out, I don't have anything left. It doesn't change the truth. He just deceives us. You guys all right? Number three, the, the resurrection is the cornerstone of the gospel. Verse 17, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. It's the cross and the empty tomb. It's not one or the other, it's both and. You know what? He did all that before you were even born. We can safely say that. Number four, the resurrection of Christ serves as the basis for the future resurrection of all who believe in him. The resurrection secured our victory over death and, and seats the believer in heavenly places. Well, you got, we, we, need another, we need a fresh wave of this revelation. I'm telling you, if we just would live under this revelation starting tomorrow, the next day, the next day, I'm telling you, disappointments might come, but it doesn't compare to what He's done for us. In fact, I think we would manage our disappointments a lot better if we understood where we're we're positioned. See, you're seated in heavenly Is it's learning how to live from the unseen. Yeah. It's positioning ourselves in the unseen and living from that place. Yeah. Right. It's it's actually learning how to live from heaven to earth so that but we have to understand heaven. And so if I'm and that's hard to do, isn't it? Because it's abstract. We see it in the word, but we know more what's going on with the issues in our nation, then we know what heaven's saying about the issues in our nation. So we spend our energy going after the issues of our nation and tweeting this and Facebooking that, which I'm sort of okay with, except that are we spending time in the unseen realm and getting God's counsel and releasing that on the earth? Because I, I, I firmly believe that the Father is not Republican nor Democrat. He's Father. He's above every governmental system then, now, and in the future. Our focus is the kingdom. Oh, you guys love me. So what what changed through the death and resurrection of Jesus? Number one, the power of sin is broken. The power of sin. Is broken we are no longer controlled by sin let me just be real brave with you and say the only way we are controlled by sin is what we've empowered the enemy to do in our life the only authority the enemy gains in our life, is when we step out and habitually sin. That makes sense? Because he has no authority. Jesus took care of it. But we give him place and authority. He, he establishes a beachhead in our life when we continually do something that is not right. That's scriptural. Oh, you guys. I'm just saying Jesus paid for it all. So I'm trying to trying to communicate that He's He's paid for it all. And the power of sin is broken, so I can stand in a place of freedom. Freedom is being right with God, free and right with man. Freedom in Christ, and I don't have to I can stay free. I can stay free. Things will be done to me, but I can manage that as long as it doesn't impact what I do, what it does in me. See, I can be offended or I can forgive the offender. I can keep the offense outside of me by not being offended internally and living in that offense. We're going to get offended. It's living in that offense. That makes sense. Uh, I want to encourage you guys. I want you guys to be encouraged. The power of sin is broken. We can say amen to that. Number two, the veil has been torn in two. What does that mean? That means we have direct access to Father. You know what kind of privilege that is? Can you imagine being a priest in the Old Testament? How do you approach them? Well, you got to do this, 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 bear cut that lamb, this, this, you got, you have direct access to the Father. The internet's never broken down, phone line's always open. (laughs) They'll always respond to your texts. power of sin is broken. The veil is torn in two. We have access to God as royal sons and daughters. We are redeemed and saved to live as our true selves. What do you mean by that? That's exactly what I said. We'll never live as we're designed until we know Jesus. Fully. Number four, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. That's a whole other thing right there. Number five, we have direct access to everything Jesus purchased because the Lord has given the ecclesia, the keys that he secured. We now have been given authority to bring his rule and reign to the earth. Now we can co-labor. That's when it gets fun. Religion's boring. Jesus is exciting. That's when you know when you're caught in religions, when you're bored. <laughs> think about creation for a moment. You think God's boring? Mankind is still discovering, and they will continue to discover. The universe has, just keeps going. I mean, I, I, I can't even, if you, if, if you, science should lead you to a creator. The more truth you find, the more you're going to be like completely blown out. Doctors that are in this room, people who work in the, me, in the medicine, you know, you guys understand. Like even a study into certain things, it's like God somehow keeps it all going So we have direct access to everything that he, he did. We have we've been given authority, healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. Like We could be change agents now. And the last one, we now, have, we now have been commissioned to do his works of justice on the earth. We're, we're saved under what? Being like Jesus. Co laboring with him so others can find them. That's a pretty good deal. So, what's the big deal about Easter? Everything. What's significant about Easter? Everything. Everything changes. Everything changed. And here we are sitting in chairs in the year 2018, and it's not April Fool's that Jesus went to the cross and he rose from the dead. It should change how you live. It should change how you live today. It should change how you live tomorrow. It should change how you live next week. It should change, change, change. For God so loved, he gave. Do we have some words of knowledge? Do you guys have some words of knowledge? you want to bring them up? That's how we're going to do it. I'm just going to do it because it's late. Yeah, people got to go. I could tell. I could tell. I could tell. They've got to go. Give me those. There's only like four. That's all we need. Look at this. Look at this. Okay, we're going to go after this. I preached too long. I never should just, I should just do something different next year. All right. All right. Is anyone here? Just slip your hand up. I'm going to go through. This is rapid fire and words of knowledge. Okay. And then we're going to pray for you one big lump sum. Boom. All right. If you're here and you have depression, you can slip your hand up. Anyone here suffering from any form of depression? Be brave enough to put your hand up. (laughs) That's a tough one. I mean, okay, thank you. Uh, Does anyone here need reconciliation with family? Reconciliation with family. Okay. Does anyone here uh, have joint pain? Joint pain. Okay. Does anyone here have a blood disorder? Blood disorders. Um. Okay. Anyone here with knee pain? You got knee pain? Okay. Good. This is written so there's so much on this card. I have no idea. Did I say broken relationships? Recon- reconciliation, right? So that's a that's a double word right there. That's good. Um Yes, I don't know what that means. Uh, something about lies being identified. I don't know what that. I don't know who wrote that, but a head injury. Does anyone? Does anyone suffered a head injury? To the front. Front. All right. Anyone else? Anyone? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. This is a weird one. Has anyone? You you got injured in a field somewhere, like, I don't know, I'm thinking about like a field field, you know, like a field, not in a, not in like, not in a work field, you know, not I'm a, you know, because sometimes we call our careers fields, you know, but, all right, if, if you lifted up your hand, would you just stand up, we want to pray for you, because we want to go after what Jesus paid for, Right? This is part of our inheritance. This is how we're going to end Easter today. Of course, you guys are going to end it different ways. But today, for this morning, we're going to do it. We're going to pray. And if you, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you want to stand anyway because you feel like you just didn't, it identified you, but you didn't didn't put your hand up. I want you to stand up. This is part of our inheritance, you guys. This is what Jesus paid for. This is not hocus pocus. This is not. This is not some, you know, form of you know, theology that we want to practice. This is. This is real. This is. This is really what he did. He was whipped, so we're healed. That's what the word says. So I want the healing power of Jesus to find you and heal you today. Would you just stand up in faith as you're standing up in faith to say, Jesus, I'm here. I want to receive the fullness of your healing. And I want people to gather around you because we're the ecclesia of God. We're we're going to gather around you. It's not, you guys are all ministers. You're all leaders. You guys all have the anointing. You guys all carry the power of God. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You are just as much a minister of the gospel as I am. In fact, you guys probably carry more anointing some of you have way more anointing for healing than me. So pray. So here's what I want you to do. I just want you to declare their healing. If you feel comfortable, I think I just had this thought. If you feel comfortable, uh, if you're being prayed for, if you feel comfortable in sharing what you want to be prayed for, feel free to do so. Like pray for my shoulder or pray for this t- blood disorder or pray, pray for this or pray for that so they can just pray. They know how to pray. Can I just give you 30 seconds to do that? If you just want to share that with somebody around you, just say, hey, this is what they're laying hands on you, and you're just saying, this is what I want prayer for. I need to be healed of this. Just go ahead and just, just share it with, their, with those that are praying for you so they know how to pray more specifically. And I'm just going to give you a small little window to do that, and then we want to pray. right. You got, you got it? All right. When you pray, I would love for you to just make a declaration and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, be healed of that blood disorder, be healed of that joint pain, be healed, just be healed in the name of Jesus. When you look at the ministry of Jesus, I don't think I can read one time where he actually prayed. He just made a declaration. Be healed. It's the authority that you have. Let's go ahead and exercise that. Just say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed of... Bring healing to families. Bring healing to reconciliation to families. We declare that son to come home. We declare that daughter to come back. We declare that over them in the name of Jesus. We pray one for another. We pray one for another. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray like we believe it. Just believe it. Just believe it. Just believe it. We just pray for the miracles that take place right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus name of Jesus name of Jesus name of Jesus name of Jesus pray from the unseen realm ask Holy Spirit to give you insight pray now if you're here and if there's something that you couldn't do if you were in pain can you would you mind just testing it to see if you're still in pain or if you're not in pain or Anyone get any breakthrough? If you have got breakthrough, just put your hand up. We want to thank the God. We want to thank God for that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Put your hand up real high. I don't want to miss anybody. I think I saw four or five. All right. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank You for what you, you did. We receive it in the name of Jesus, and we stand here this afternoon now as the righteousness of God, as the righteousness of God, as sons and daughters of the living God who stand declared righteous based on the finished work of Jesus and the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus that, it, that covers our sin. So, Lord, we, we, uh, we just kind of push our chests out, not arrogantly. We lift our heads up because we're sons and daughters of God, the living God. And we're purchased by the blood of Jesus. So, Father, teach us to live from our inheritance. Teach us to live from our inheritance. Of who we are we're the head and not the tail yes. Lord help us to love people well help us to serve people well help us to bring the saving knowledge of Jesus to a world that you so love it may not be an intrusion but good news we just break that intrusion thing off we feel like we're intruding on people we're bringing them. The answer for eternal life, and we rec- recognize the Holy Spirit is working in them already. So we partner with heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good. Woo. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe. And thank you for listening.